April 27, 2009, and you're listening to The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine, relevantmagazine.com. I'm Chad Pellington. I'm here in Orlando in the Relevant Studios slash offices with Roxy Weeman. Hey. Joining us from <laughs> over the internet uh, through Skype, uh, our good friend down under in New Zealand, Adam Smith. Hello, everybody. And back with us from Virginia... Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Good to be back. Yeah, we are all together. This is great. This is what the people clamor for week after week <laughs> when we don't have it. So Give the people what they <laughs> want. What they want. <laughs> the masses riot if we're not all together. This <laughs> I was gonna say, are they, are, is there a huge crowd of people just outside they the are. offices yes, like they're preparing <laughs> their Molotov cocktails? They're throwing yeah. tea bags at us, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Very good. <laughs> Very topical. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and by that, I mean it's something you rub on your skin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's so helpful. All right. Coming up on today's episode, uh, Philip LaRue came by the office and played some songs for us, and it was pretty awesome. Well, there's a review of that album on the website. We there do. certainly is. There's actually several connections with Philip LaRue, some of which we're not at liberty to talk about. So diving right in, entertainment releases uh, coming out Tuesday, April 28th, uh, music-wise. we got a couple. First is Great Northern with Remind Me Where the Light Is. This is a good up-and-coming band. Ben Folds has an album coming out called Ben Folds Presents University Acapella. The title intrigued me. Ben Folds is prolific. He puts out a lot of tunes. He does. Yeah, this one, evidently, he's had people like... University students do versions of his songs a cappella. Ah, oh, no lie. Huh. That sounds awesome, actually. That, that sounds really cool, but does it strike anyone else as like mildly narcissistic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, I'm going to go around the colleges lazy. and make people sing a cappella my songs. And, yeah. You know, like less work. And more for than a you. little lazy, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, it's, yeah, exactly. lazy and narcissistic and make a lot of money. It's. It's genius, really. It's, it's the perfect one. Yeah, I love Ben Folds. Don't get me wrong; he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I can identify with that because I am both lazy and narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm able to get that final piece of the trifecta, which is it makes money, right? right. And the prolific <laughs> part, yeah. <laughs> Most, most, my final piece is just a bad person, <laughs> lazy, narcissistic, just an overall bad person. Oh. Yeah, I haven't been able to fit a revenue stream in there. <laughs> if anyone has an idea, let me know. 
or I cannot do much, but it definitely involves pumping myself up, and people pay me a lot. <laughs> I've got a couple models working, but neither of them are legal. Oh. <laughs> well, you're a bad person, so you know. You yeah. don't care. So who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Oh man. And uh and finally, speaking of putting out a lot of music, mm. Bob Dylan has got a new album coming out and this is wow. brand new music and it's called Together Through Life. So Dylan's still doing his and thing. He's just singing a cappella Ben Folds song. <laughs> that's, that's true. I think Bob Dylan a cappella could be the worst idea ever. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And then coming out in theaters on Friday, May first, it's time, people. <gasps> We're finally getting to the summer movie season. I went to a movie last weekend, State of Play, and it was one of those experiences where you sit there and watch the previews, and you get so excited and so excited and so excited, and then the movie starts, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you're always disappointed. Yeah, you're like, I just want to watch all those movies I saw trailers for. So, um, well, you know, what a better way to kick off the summer than Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. (laughs) Right. Oh, That's right. the one we've all been right? looking Isn't so that it? To. Counting down? Yeah. All right. Hey, all right. Is, does this star Matthew McConaughey? It does. Yes. All right. All right. All right. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to be camping out dressed as Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a conversation with a friend that if I was Matthew McConaughey, I would drop the Matthew. Mm. So like, <laughs> people goes, like people would be like, who's in this one? McConaughey. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can walk around with your mouth like half open all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But Jennifer Garner's also in it. So I'm going to go as Sydney. From from Alias? Yeah. I hope she kicks him really hard. That would be fun. How many jump kicks are in this film? That's what I want to know. Have you guys seen the uh, the Family Guy bit where Stewie is trying to get Matthew McConaughey angry and he just can't the whole time? Matthew McConaughey is just like really relaxed and smiling. Stewie keeps telling him how terrible he is as an actor. Matthew McConaughey is like, yeah, I know. I know it's funny, but something I do, people like it. You know, I'm very fortunate. It's like, you're not good at all. I know. Believe me, I know it. But people keep paying to see my movies. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Okay, no, really. The movie we've been waiting for is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that was one of the trailers I saw. Yeah, starring Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, which for nerds, comic book nerds, is actually kind of exciting that he's in a movie. So Ryan Reynolds is kind of exciting as, as Deadpool. Deadpool, <laughs> I think, is Deadpool. <laughs> But that's no, just me. Okay, Deadpool is exciting. Right, that's Ryan what I mean. Reynolds is Deadpool. No, I don't know. No, but you know, I thought the same thing when Hugh Jackman became Wolverine. I didn't know mm. who the guy was either. But the thing, the problem is, we do know who Ryan Reynolds is. <laughs> that's true. exactly. That's true. Exactly. That's true. I'm just now. I'm kind of depressed. Anna Ferris better not show up in this thing. Who? Anna, Anna Ferris better yeah. not show up in this thing. <laughs> It just oh, seems man. like Ryan Reynolds rom-com fair, <laughs> you know, like sidekick. Definitely, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, not a lot, but it's a good start to the summer. And uh, so kind of exciting. So that will do it for entertainment releases. Coming up next, Slices.
to Great Lakes by Telekinesis with an exclamation point. So Telekinesis! That's what I guess what it is. <laughs> uh, it is um, produced by Chris Walla of Death Cab. And uh, I don't know the guy's name, but pretty cool indie stuff. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Black Wax by Dana Nana Ackroyd. Probably one of the greatest band names ever. Wait, I didn't give enough Annas. Dana Nana 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 Ackroyd. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is awesome. Yeah, that's just w- the whole reason why I didn't even really listen to the song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get to do when you run the podcast. Okay, so uh, let's jump right into slices. Roxy, you want to go first? I'm first. All right, sweet. All right. Okay. Recently, the strangest holiday complaints ever made by British tourists was revealed with hilarious results. For <laughs> example, <laughs> some... British travelers apparently aren't used to beaches and complained that they were too sandy. And another, (laughs) that there were fish swimming in the sea. No one told us there would be fish in the sea. The children were startled, a tourist said. Oh, no. Yes. Another said, I was bitten by a mosquito. No one said they could bite. And (laughs) another said that his soup was too thick and strong, not realizing he had been supping from the gravy boat. Oh. Which is disgusting. <laughs> Wait, who's conducting these surveys? And like, where are they conducting the, them at? The, and are, are the people right. that are conducting them like eight years old? Possibly. It's the Thomas Cook and the Association of British Travel Agents who compiled this list of bizarre complaints. Which, I, I love how none of these is unique to the UK. No, no, that's true. Although they did say that they had been supping from the gravy boat, which is not what we would say. We would say eating or something. Eating from the gravy boat. Um, Sipping Was from the one gravy? of the complaints the food was not bland enough and didn't contain enough pork entrails? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. Here's the last and best one. One traveler blamed the hotel for her pregnancy. My fiancé <laughs> and I booked a twin-bedded room, but we were placed in a double-bedded room. We now hold you responsible for the fact that I find myself pregnant. This would not have <laughs> happened if you had put us in the room that we booked. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> personal responsibility lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where were these people tour, like tourists from? I don't know. I don't have any more information than that. It was in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Stop, stop interrogating That's her, right. Jesse. Jeez. <laughs> what is this, the Spanish Inquisition? Seriously. Uh, hey, she just raises some very interesting questions <laughs> that I will get to the bottom of, Good. Adam. Good. <laughs> well, oddly enough, mine comes from the far-off land across mm. the sea, <laughs> the strange place known as Britain. Uh, you know, they're trying their own deal to stimulate the economy. I guess they're in the same boat we are, um, despite being on the other side of the ocean. Hmm. This, they're, we're all in the same gravy boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And so uh, in order to stimulate the economy there, uh, you know, a lot of these towns are trying to figure out, okay, 
how can we get people working? You know, what are some good shovel-ready jobs? So there's a thing called the uh, some sort of freedom of information deal where you can look at how the local governments are spending money. And I'm going to read off a few awesome jobs that have been uh, offered in local towns to try to get people working. Ceremonial sword bearer. <laughs> <laughs> Roller disco coach. Nice. That's legit. Befriending coordinator. What? Trampoline coach. And a street football coordinator. Anyone want to guess how much the street football coordinator makes a year? Um, wait, or is it in pounds? It's in pounds. 19,000. <laughs> No, for for which for which job, Jesse? The street football coordinator. Oh, okay. Um, I've actually been looking for someone to take my roller disco to the next level, so (laughs) I I could actually use a roller disco. I'll email you the link to the story because I've I've been placing calls for a ceremonial sword bearer for about two weeks now. And my Craigslist <laughs> ad has just gotten a lot of weird, unwelcomed feedback. Yeah, honestly, the market's pretty dry in the States for that right now, Jesse. Yeah. Anything doing with medieval ceremonial uh, officials, it's, it's tough, man. Mm. It is a tough world. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough market. I'll, I'll tell you, actually, you know, uh, Lloyd went back to the U.K. to be a, a roller disco coach. Wow. He, he was a talented man. It yeah. was his one true passion. <laughs> the whole time he was here, he tried to get an intramural uh, roller disco league started, but it, you know the state just isn't ready. What, what even is roller disco? I mean, I can only assume that it's disco on, on roller skates. Yeah, spoken like actually, a, a true layman, Jesse, because if yes to the... <laughs> To the casual observer, yes, it's disco and roller skates, but it's also so much more. It's really a microcosm of life. Yeah, it's really if you had to like sum up the word passion in one activity, and maybe the word heat in one activity, they'd both be roller disco. Yeah, those are actually synonyms for roller disco and the thesaurus. So you're just a passion coach. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I hope it works. Maybe, uh, maybe we can quit all these tea parties if, if that ended <laughs> right. up over the states. <laughs> the the roller disco uh, industry will pull our nation out of its slump. It's going to inject. <laughs> and Once I'm being, again, I'm being conservative in this estimate. It's going to inject trillions into the economy. <laughs> It'll do what it did for the Great Depression: yank us right out. <laughs> That's right. Few people remember that uh, part of the New Deal was a vast public uh, roller disco program. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people think, oh, what got us out of that, that terrible economic situation of the Great Depression? A lot of people say, oh, it was World War II and you know wartime spending. Little do they remember the roller disco craze of the early 1930s. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think. I think, I think it's mentioned in Chapter Four, The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it uh, it was also instrumental in winning the war. <laughs> really, <laughs> the Germans had no answer for Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, it's like you know, a, 
regular foot soldiers they could deal with, but roller uh, rolling soldiers who uh, who are also disco dancing. You can't hit a target like that. That's true. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, you can win a war with weapons. You win heart and mi- you win the heart and the mind with roller disco. And so. Yeah, and and I think that really it really swayed, you know, psychologically the war in our favor. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get a history lesson. Yeah, this is unbelievable. They just quoted word for word the the uh, Wikipedia page for roller derby. I didn't wow. know that. Yeah, I went and looked that up. <laughs> I hope we don't have any have any veterans that write in. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Not that not that I think we, we're big in the in the World War II veteran department, but uh, what you say, Adam? Yeah. I said that may be because we wrote that. Jesse and I wrote that Wikipedia page. Oh, as, as we're reading as we're, right as now, we're reading huh? it, that's how it was going. Yes. Yep. Yeah. that's awesome. And I challenge the listener to actually post that. Please. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a lot of people don't know is that Jesse and I, we, you know, we we spin these ideas so quickly. You know, shifting and changing culture, basically, with our, our very words, speaking mm. into existence, new facts <laughs> and trends, that uh, both of us actually have a direct feed to Wikipedia that just uh, transcribes, you know, things that we say. And, wow. and we'll just go ahead and log them into Wikipedia as we're saying them. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a fascinating, uh, it's, it's fascinating technology. Indeed. Uh, but. It's still inadequate to capture my thoughts about the world. <laughs> that technology hasn't even been close to being invented yet. <laughs> we, should, we should probably write a Wikipedia entry about that technology, Jesse. <laughs> I, I'm going to get on that right now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why don't you go ahead and take the rest of the podcast off and just work oh, on that. I was planning on it. Okay. Um, See you guys later. I'm Jesse Carey. See you, man. (laughs) Okay, so mine isn't uh, so much a a news slice, so much as a a little bit of, uh, I I guess, cultural commentary. I don't know if anyone happened to watch Chuck the other night. Uh, Probably not, because because (laughs) few people do. Yeah. A few. So uh, we all know that NBC has started this thing where they're trying to tie in advertising placements, and it's getting more and more ridiculous and, and shameless. And uh, Adam, it, it I, really I want to stop you for a second and break the news to you that Chuck was canceled about six months ago in the United States. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, this this kind of reached its pinnacle uh, the other night on on Chuck, when uh, uh, a character is he's trying to uh, win the uh, the favor of his boss by uh, kind of you know buttering him up, and he's like you know what can I bring him that he really likes, and he brings him a uh, a subway sandwich and a, a subway drink, and when he comes in with it, he, he doesn't just carry it in a bag or something, no. He has this foot-long sub strewn across his forearm, like he's, you know, like he's showing off a mink <laughs> or something, and uh, comes in with the the drink prominently displayed in the other hand. Both logos on the sandwich wrapper on, on the drink are are clearly framed in the shot, and he not only do they actually name drop the sub, the guy name drops the five dollar <gasps> foot-long deal. Did he sing no it? No joke. I'm sorry. Did he sing it? 
Like the commercials? Uh, no, no, it didn't get... Well, he kind of did. He was like, $5 foot long. <laughs> <laughs> what no one go. knows is that we're getting paid right now yep. to talk yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. So everyone, what I'm saying with this is, isn't Subway great? So great. Why does they have head there and grab a $5 foot long? Every, um, all their foot logs are $5. Yeah, the thing. Hey, hey, crazy, say, say what you will like, about the advertising, but that is one heck of a deal. Seriously, it, for a chicken teriyaki sub, you just can't beat it. Go now, you know? get one. Uh, yeah, it's it's filling, and it's one of the most nutritious fast food choices you can make. So the long and the short of this is, let's go ahead and take a break, and I'll head to Subway, yes. and uh, we'll reconvene and talk about our five dollar footlongs. <laughs> Hey, can, can anyone tell me if they still do stamps at Subway? The the Subway Sub Club. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think the so. Real shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another victim of this economy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, another horrific <laughs> yeah casualty of the economy. Subway stamps. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I want to watch like Brian Williams on NBC Nightly News. You know how they always do these really depressing stories about the economy. You know, tonight we are saddened to report that across the country, another casualty of the economy: subway stamps. <laughs> and they start out with that slice of life. You know, like the you know interviewing the man on the street and the you know the, the correspondents like Bill Richards has been a member of the Subway Sub Club. For 16 years. <laughs> then it shows the guy like, I remember I first got this card back in 93 <laughs> when uh, when they released the meatball sub. But Bill Richards has a problem. His Subway Sub Club card has eight stamps. <gasps> one away from gaining a free sub. Yeah, well, and, then, and, then they, and then they the clip to like, then they clip to like uh, <laughs> Little Timmy in Cleveland, oh. Ohio, and for some reason he's like in a hospital oh, this bed. Just got yeah. <laughs> he was gonna go for some reason he's terminally ill. And he's like, I had five stamps. I really wanted one last teriyaki. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> all, all Timmy wanted was a subway cl- sub club combo. But he was told the stamps weren't there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Some Subway CEO, you know, uh, we discontinued that program years ago. <laughs> yeah, discontinued years ago. nothing to do with the economy. By a, by a tanking economy <laughs> to deprive people like little Timmy of the one thing he wants in life. A Subway sub club. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think the, the uh, you know, severity of the economy really hit me until... I realized that in my wallet sat a useless subway stamp card. <laughs> I just see the you know in my mind the thing of you know subway CEOs declined to comment. You know, and they're like walking like, out yeah. of this huge office building somewhere in New York with like cameras flashing, you know, and like Michael a briefcase on their face. <laughs> and you start Get out of my way. <laughs> There's like <laughs> like Jared Fogle is like running to his car, you know, <laughs> <laughs> speeding away. The pictures will Slip show. The bird. <laughs> Some Slip subway in the guy bird. and you know, he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We literally canceled that program years ago. Years. The economy has nothing to do with this. And then yeah. it just goes to a photo negative of them. 
<laughs> yeah. Or yeah, they're they're interviewing poor Jared Fogel, oh. and he's just like, guys, I literally only do the commercials. I have nothing to <laughs> do with the know. promotions. You know, and they're just grilling it. The yeah. history books what will show. Yeah, oh. you want your sub and eat it too, don't you, Fogel? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's funny that this turned into a subway tangent because to me it was it was meant to be a, a tangent about you know slipping advertising into entertainment, right. but uh, but when rate, the product is as delicious as Subway, how yeah, can you not? How can you, you know, help but talk about it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Probably, you know, like, yeah. What goes great with it is just a real nice, refreshing Pepsi. There we go. <laughs> and Toll House cookies, dessert. Yes, we got yes. it all. There it is. Uh, I think they actually have Coke at Subway, though. We'll have to revise that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I we, know. We got to play it right, man, to get these freebies. Oh, yes. Adam just lost thousand dollars. In subs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's how they sponsor the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just Adam lost two thousand dollars in subs, yeah. which if you measure that in feet, then <laughs> he just lost quite a long yeah. sub. They actually send us <laughs> sub club cards, and we have wheelbarrows yeah. full of them, but unfortunately, we unfortunately they're we not can't use them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pay us in subs. Unfortunately, it's uh, limited to the seafood delight sub with that imitation crab salad. Oh, cr- oh. That one's great. I love the that one. The most ill-advised sub on the menu. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, no. Roxy, are you like the actual one person who still <laughs> yes, orders that? I am. Do you, do you, Roxy, do you actually order the seafood delight sub? I, I have before, many times. I, not, I go she's between, not joking. She's I go serious. between that one and the tuna. I was going to say, the only other one on the menu that literally makes me gag when I see it is the tuna. <laughs> yeah. yep. Roxy, you're the one person keeping those subs on the menu. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally, you're the, the one person like, you know, we've been wanting to discontinue this <laughs> seafood delight sub, but this one person keeps buying them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like any meat that requires an ice cream scoop to apply to a sandwich <laughs> is not something yeah. that I want to eat. No, that just yeah. makes it good. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And, and the subway people are like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, we would discontinue the sub, but we have no overhead on it. We've had the same 50-gallon drum <laughs> of imitation crap <laughs> since we opened this place. Yeah. As long as that one person keeps buying them. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I had a friend that in college, there's this place called, uh, there's like this Mexican place called Casa Bonita. Have you guys ever heard yes. of Casa Bonita? Yes, Casa Bonita. In Denver, right? Yeah. That's where I grew up. Yeah, they, they had, like Denver is like the mecca of Casa Bonita. Because yes. that one is like, I've heard that one is actually really cool. People you know, like, like they have like a, yeah. a high diver. They do. Yeah, they do. He dives into a pool. Puppet show, Pirates Cove. It's really cool. See, yeah. and Denver is a little bit more upscale of a city, whereas Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> isn't really known for their restaurant attractions. Uh. Instead of a high diver, they just have an obese guy sitting. <laughs> Fully clothed in a kiddie pool with empty <laughs> beer bottles floating around him. Yeah. And, one, and one guy just spraying him down with a hose all night. <laughs> no, but the Casa Vida in Tulsa, like, it has different themed areas of the restaurant. And if you go on Friday night, they have a magic area where a magician actually performs, which eating all-you-can-eat Mexican and watching magic – 
is pretty much my idea of heaven on earth. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you go in there, they have the Victorian room. You can eat in a jail cell, like a fake jail cell, mm-hmm. and you can eat in a cave. And I'm pretty sure the cave was made out of refried bean because that's what it looks like. <laughs> but they put out a massive volume of Mexican food every night because when, right. you, when you're done on your t- at your table, you just raise a little pirate flag, and that means, yes, I want more. So they just bring it to you, no questions asked. Flagged raised, you're getting more Mexican food. Wow. And there is literally a conveyor belt of the, yeah. of the plates of the same meal, like taco and burrito, just being pumped mm-hmm. out of this little area, you know? And I had a friend that said uh, he worked there in high school. And what you don't see behind that little conveyor belt would never want to make you eat Mexican again. They said that there's literally one guy whose whole job it is. Because, you know, when you're putting out that much Mexican food in a night and the base of all your food is refried bean, there's a lot of refried beans being made back there. Yeah. And so they said one of the guy's whole job is they have this huge, like, trash can-sized tub of refried bean. And he has a canoe oar. And all he does <laughs> is stir the tub all night. That's awesome. I don't know why they use a canoe oar, but... Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. I have good memories of Caspanita as a kid. Yeah, I do, too. I went yeah. back recently. It wasn't as much fun. Yeah. When you're eight I years think, old, it's... I think it's one of those places that, like, my parents were like, no, they don't want to <laughs> yeah. go there again. Well, uh, if you'd like us to plug your po- product here on the Relevant Podcast, oh. you can uh, email me at feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Mm. Send us uh, free samples and uh, coupons, That's and right. uh, we'll plug you. Um, yeah, make sure it benefits us in some way. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, we're not going to just talk about it. No, I mean, uh-uh. that's ridiculous. No. That's right. We need to get something out of this. The last people to uh, <coughs> tool us over was Casa Bonita, that's and you right. just saw what happened. You saw what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for slices. Uh, and coming up next, Philip LaRue. Looking down was the hungry crow. When the time is right, I'll strike and condescend to the earth below and take whichever treat I like. The moment the baker turned around to shoo the fox off from his cart, the crow swooped down and snatched a shortbread cookie and a German chocolate tart. Using most unfriendly words that the village children had not yet heard, the baker shouted threats by Kanzanet to curse the crowd. You rotten wooden mixing spoon Why you midnight winged raccoon You better bring those pastries back You no good burnt black macaroon You're listening to The Fox, The Crow, and The Cookie By Me Without You A lot of cheering is going on right now A lot of people have been waiting for that The new album is coming out next month We actually already have it in the office And it's amazing So... Uh, be looking forward to that. What a great tune. Okay, so recently Philip LaRue came by the office. Philip's uh, former band was LaRue. Now he's doing stuff solo on his own. Uh, his new album is called Let the Road Pave Itself. It's out of BEC Recordings and Tooth and Nail. And it really is a great CD. You guys, if you've been to the website recently, you've probably seen the ads um, for it. Uh, it it's, it's singer-songwriter, but it's got a bit of a twist. It's a little bit different, really enjoyable, and his performance was great. Really cool guy. So here's a couple of tunes with no further ado, Philip LaRue. Uh, this song is uh, 
called The Race in Rewind, and uh, it's about uh, my best friend that I grew up with in, back in Arizona. And uh, about a year ago, he told me um, that he was struggling with depression and actually he almost committed suicide, and it took me back and uh, kind of broke my heart. One, because he hid from me and kind of closed himself in a closet, if you will, and got lost in his emotion. And, uh, and two, it just blew me away that he would, uh, I don't know, forget how valuable he was, and if he could see himself through my eyes, then he would never have those thoughts. Under you, under me, you and I are the same. The skin and bones at our souls were suspended in between. It's over you, it's over me. We couldn't reach it if we tried. Yet you tried every time. Why did you say that? Why don't you stay and let me remind you, mm, let me remind you that I didn't see this coming, no I did not, I thought that I knew you, I guess I was wrong, is this a dream, am I awake? Oh, did I just lose you today? Oh, tell me this time To erase and rewind I won't look back to our past Cause if I do, it might rain It's funny how all I have now are some memories like loose change Why did you say that? Why don't you stay? Let me remind you Let me remind you That I didn't see this coming No, I did not I thought that I knew you I guess I was wrong Is this a dream? Am I awake? Or did I just lose you today? Oh, tell me this time To race and rewind If you meant what you said Well, well, in fine If you meant what you did well then goodbye, 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 goodbye But I don't want to say that I just want to stay And I want to remind you That I still love you, yes I do But I didn't see this coming no, I did not I thought that I knew you I guess I was wrong Is this a dream? 
in my way Did I just lose you, love, today? Oh, tell me this time Oh, tell me this time Please tell me this time To erase and rewind Uh, this song is uh, called Black and Blue And uh, this song is for my little sister Brianna Who has uh, cerebral palsy And uh, Brianna can't do much for herself She can't talk or walk and, uh, But she's the light of my life And I've learned so much about God And who I want to be through her I actually wrote this for her in the hospital Well, the sky is bruised, black and blue Because I beat the stars for you You said they shine too bright Made it hard for you to sleep at night At night Well, you miss the sound of the ocean, love So I caught it in a cage like a dove And I brought it to your window to calm you down I brought it to your window to calm you now Cause it's time to forget This world we live in It's time to let go of this life that you hold Don't keep your eyes Open for me Or you fight a good fight Now it's time to dream, dream, dream Just dream, dream, dream And I'll love you forever Till heaven kisses earth But I can't keep you here It's not what you deserve You deserve to walk, to run, to fly All the things I wanted for you in this life, this life But it's time to forget This world we live in It's time to let go this life that you hold Don't keep your eyes Open for me Or you fight a good fight Now it's time to sleep Sleep, 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 sleep Take the pain away Oh sister, oh my God What is there left to say I'd run a thousand miles Over sea and land To find a cure for you I don't understand Oh, 
But it's time to forget This world that you live in It's time to let go Of my hand that you hold Don't keep your eyes Open for me No, yeah You fought a good fight I see you soon So go to sleep Sleep It's time to dream Dream I see you soon So dream uh, This is a song Called Chasing the Daylight <coughs> And uh, I just had uh, A baby girl four months ago And hope to live like what these words speak so um, I can leave something behind for her Some say my faith is like wings made of wax that it won't last that I'm wasting my time but have they ever felt love like this grace like a gentle kiss a beauty so divine I was a soul stranded in bones before you I was a dream too afraid to dream without you but now I want to chase the daylight like it's the last day of my life. I want to run, I hide myself in the sun and feel all these fears melt to I'm gonna live this life Up chasing the daylight Up chasing the daylight Ah yes There's still arrows in this heart There's still times I fall apart, fall apart And all I'm left with are wise But then Your love falls down like a heavy rain And my heavy heart doesn't feel the pain No, no When you're by my side, my side I was so stranded in bones Before you, I was a dream Too afraid to dream without you but now I want to chase the daylight like it's the last day of my life I want to run hide myself in the sun and feel all these fears melting and I will never look back now I'm gonna live this 
again to Philip LaRue for coming by. His album is called Let the Road Pave Itself. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon, uh, music retailers, everywhere. Visit him online at www.philiplarue.com. Philip has two L's. L-A-R-U-E dot com. Listening to Little Baby Pines by Sunbears, another band name with an exclamation point at the end. So it's Sunbears. I like the bands with exclamation points on it. Is it, is it I like S-U-N? the ba- I like any bands with bears yeah. exclamation yeah. point. Yeah, it's them. all capitalized too. Hmm. Sun S U N Bears, pretty awesome. Um, okay, so let's jump into feedback. It's been a couple weeks, and uh, you wouldn't know it by the amount we got. We are talking about. Social networking etiquette. Uh, we we were uh, discussing certain pictures, profile pictures, and these top five lists. And we just want to say we need to start putting in some etiquette rules to this thing uh, so we can deal with it better. So, um, hey, but before we jump into it, can I can I make an observation? Yes. Or a, can I? It's more posing a question to you guys. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and maybe I don't know if you guys have run into this. But I've heard different people use different words that are equally irritating uh, for the act of twittering. What, what, what is the proper word? I think it, I thought it was tweeting or I th- tweet. I, that's what I thought too. That's what I'd heard. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is that there's no dignified way to say that you're engaging in the use of Twitter. That's true. <laughs> it's like when you when you see something on the menu at uh, at a restaurant that looks really good, but it is so ridiculously named that there's Ugh. no way you're going to order that. Right. right. You know, or if you do, you just point to it. 
Like yeah. I heard a comedian talking about a scenario that arises frequently with the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity. Yeah. yeah. Or if they name something the Dan and Nana Nana Aykroyd. Oh, that's just awesome. They got me to play, got me to play them on Actually, the podcast. Just, Jesse, I think the way to order the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity is to just embrace it. Yeah. And try to try to actually sound so stupid that it makes the menu item sound like more dignified than you. <laughs> so can when you I show order, us? I generally you... say, like, I generally do it this way. I'll say, I'll have the Rooty Tooty Fresh and Fruity. <laughs> <laughs> and do you get up, do you do, you do a little dance on the table? <laughs> well, I do it while, like, juking one finger up in the air. That's what uh-huh. my guess is yeah. going to be. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> nice. A little higher so, with each word. So you, you don't so much order it, you proclaim it. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And for anyone out there thinking, oh, that's funny, he's joking. No, I actually have ordered that <laughs> menu item that with that exact inflection before. <laughs> but I, I see it all the time at, you know, I always for some reason feel uh, ridiculous ordering anything that's referred to as a po' boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's mildly politically incorrect, oh. you know, especially with that like apostrophe. A, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Why don't you just call it? Is it a poor boy? Because that sounds even worse. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll have the economically disadvantaged child, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the po' boy sandwich? <laughs> yes, that. Wow, what a great way to kick off the feedback That's to talk right. about Facebook and Twitter, social networking etiquette. Okay, so the most of the feedback we got in um, was people, they, this has been, like it happened for us when we talked about it, we've been holding it in and we finally need to talk about mm. it. It's the same thing. It's a these, rant. These are long rants, pretty much. Uh, luckily, they're listed and so in, in bullet points, so I'll just read them off and then if you agree or have something to say, just jump in. So, uh, Summer Shelby wrote in. Let's see. She was thrilled when this came up in the feedback question of the week, and uh, she's hoping she's not too late. You're not too late, Summer. Uh, We were able to read it. First thing uh, she says, understand the difference between social networking sites. If you want to hook up, in quotation marks, with rockin' babes, then MySpace is for you. Uh, If you feel the need to keep everyone updated with every moment of your life, then head to Twitter. I personally use Facebook because I think it's for grownups. I might be biased. So that's her first. (laughs) So know the difference. Second, she says, please. Yeah, that's a site where one of the main functions is to poke people. Right. 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 I'm going to don't thank you very much. (laughs) I'm going to throw a sheep at you. Um, her second one says, please, please do not use Facebook to announce overly personal things in your life. I get it. It's an easy way to get in touch, but it makes me uncomfortable when people use it to announce your divorce. Personally seen twice, it says, that your eyebrows are growing back in after chemo. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh, my God. And that, you, and that you are completely depressed because your boyfriend threw you away again. Uh, unless you are in the minority, well, your friend. Wait, who is this person's friend? I know. Seriously, why don't you be yeah. there for your friends? What's going on? It looks like they need yeah, some. Yeah, why don't you air their, you know, life strategy out on a podcast? Why don't you actually, yeah, shoot them an email or encourage them? She says that's only appropriate if all your friends are only those who are close to you. But since most people, you know, have more than fifty friends or so, it's probably a little bit too personal. You know what I have been tempted to do a lot lately is whenever I see 
a one not I not that I see a lot of comments to that severity, but whenever I see one like a little a comment like that, you know, I always want to like this so that everyone can see that Jesse liked this. <laughs> like, like like when someone goes, yeah. you know, whenever I see relationship status has you know so and so has changed their relationship status and now it's like a broken heart. I always want to <laughs> click the like this. Okay, that's yeah, perfect. Like, so so and so's dog just got hit by a car. Jesse likes this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today's the third anniversary of my dog's death. Mm-hmm. Jesse likes this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and the best thing is it has a little it's not only that I like it, it's up. that I give it a little thumbs up. Yep, that's right. Oh, it, but I have been disappointed that they have a don't like this. Because there are lots of comments that I would give that. You know? Yeah. Like, oh man, it's sunny outside. Can't wait for a great day. Jesse <laughs> totally. doesn't like this. <laughs> oh, that's a, one of the things Jesse just said. It's perfect for her third one. It says, uh, if you don't want people to know your business, don't put it online. I mean, what do you expect? If you change your status from in a relationship to single, then don't get upset when people ask you what happened. That's true. If you're going to put it up there. Uh, keep the emoticons and abbreviations to a minimum. Disagree. Ah, that's what mm. I yes. say. No, totally agree. Totally agree. Please stop sounding illiterate. On oh, but Twitter, that's, I mean, if that's my pet peeve is you can't. Adam, you got 140 characters, man. Yeah. It's How much, called good. It's a lot easier to say. I'm. Ha- it's a lot shorter <laughs> to say, you know, yeah. colon, parentheses, than I'm happy. Uh, but good, subtle, nuanced writing <laughs> is being lost here. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, tragedy. Frowny, you know, Roxy, a good poke is worth a thousand words. <laughs> a well-timed poke is worth a thousand words. <laughs> so true. And that, so that goes for outside of social networking as well. Does it? <laughs> yeah, you could say to someone, you know, some scathing, witty rebuke, or you could walk up and poke them in poke the eye. Them. Which That's one true. do you think is going to get a better response? Yeah. That's true. You're right. Oh, uh, or just th- just throw a sheep at them in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Which around here where I live is they're in abundance. So. Oh, oh, you <laughs> went there yourself. You're never lacking. You're never lacking in a sheep to throw at someone. <laughs> is that like? Is that where they got that, Adam? Is it just a common thing? Like, hey, Adam, how you doing over there? Heads up, you know, just lob a sheep. <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm changing my relationship status. Here's a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was watching this uh, Australian, uh, like this network, the broadcast of Australia, and they had a a commercial for an Australian bank, and it's showing these people talking to like you know a group of potential customers, like you know, and when you save enough money. You can retire to this beautiful little island down south. Think of it as your own personal Florida. And they're like, that's New Zealand. And they're like, <laughs> you know, the guys ignore them. They're like, you can, uh, you know, you can go to the beach. And it shows these people sitting on the beach surrounded by sheep. They're like, Take in some golfing. You know, once again, this guy teeing off and he's surrounded by sheep. And it's like, you know. Do some ballroom dancing and like on the dance floor, everyone's surrounded by sheep. No hobbits. Uh, <laughs> no hobbits. There it no is. There, there, there so it is. <laughs> you started it all by yourself. Uh, and then finally, Summer says, uh, 
and uh, I get that some employers have still not figured out that they really, really should have Facebook, et cetera, blocked at work. But alas, if you are one of the lucky few who still have access, you don't need to constantly rub it in the rest of our faces by completing 400 quizzes, notes, etc. daily. Plus, do you really want to know what disciple slash Jane Austen character slash tree you are? <laughs> I mean, how bored are you really? Uh, I love this. Summer, uh, and then she just wraps up. She says, I know this is obnoxious, but I've kept my feelings about this inside for too long. And when given the opportunity to share it, I had to jump in. And then then she says some nice things about you and I, Roxy, which is really nice to hear. So thank you, Summer, uh, for writing in. Summer Shelby, that is. What what kind of nice things? I want to hear. Oh, she wrote. Let's let's um, read them. Well, since we're talking about exercises and narcissism. Um... (laughs) uh, in a side note, Chad, you're doing an awesome job with the podcast. I've been listening for oh, years Chad. and can really tell how much effort you were putting in. Right on with Roxy, too. She is hilarious. Uh, Very true. She's blushing. Roxy is blushing <laughs> right now, guys. So, and then I'll just, you know, and then she says, I think we should make the change permanent. But I just, it's the words. I just read it off the page. That's all I said. I disagree. <laughs> uh, so, Summer, that's great. Thank you. Okay. So, Heather Engel wrote in. It could be angle. I don't E N G L E angle. Okay. Um, hey, podcast crew. Here are my contributions to the much-needed social networking etiquette book. Uh, sorry that I don't have a catchier opening. I'm not as cool as my Facebook page makes me look. Good beginning. <laughs> oh, it's a good beginning. I like that. Uh, first one. Uh, Facebook is not a relationship counselor. Using it as such by updating your status to reflect every changing thought from break up because he didn't call me last night to we're back together now to OMG, he's such a jerk to just kidding, he's cool again to OMG, it's finally over to I met this guy on MySpace Rebound is not okay and no one wants to hear it. (laughs) Wow. That's good. Uh, Number two, this one makes me laugh. It is not okay to update your Twitter status while having a baby. I think I think there's a, a, a long list of things it's not okay to do while having a baby. <laughs> Twitter is just among oh. them. And then, oh, we have a Skype one. Here we go. If you listen to Celine Dion in your iTunes, don't set your Skype account to show your current iTunes song. Mm. I recently had a Skype <laughs> wise advice. I recently had a Skype interview for a freelance design job, and before the guy even called me, I could see that by his Skype status that he was listening to Celine Dion. <laughs> At that moment, I lost all hope for this upcoming conversation. <laughs> Stay classy. Heather, that's wonderful. Thank you. She's from Connecticut, if we care. I care. That's nice. It's a nice area. Did she say she's from Connecticut, if we care? Yeah, that's what it says. I'm from Connecticut, if you care. She's so self-deprecating. I know. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, and then Morgan Stewart wrote in. And I'm sorry, Morgan, I don't know if you're a guy or a girl. So um, I'm going to go with they. So when I say, Um, I don't know if I feel that everyone needs to follow certain etiquette rules on Facebook, but I'll give you a list of some of the guidelines I try to follow personally when using Facebook. All right. Uh, One, I don't invite people to applications unless it is a growing gift or bumper sticker that is absolutely made for that person. And I feel that it would bring them much bolded, much as bolded joy. Uh, and they are, and a, even then it's too much. Right. right. And Here, they are a tier a- one friend. Uh, you know, so someone mm-hmm. who, with whom I would keep in touch with without Facebook. So he puts them in tears. That's a good, I like that. Yeah. It's a good rule. 
Two, I don't invite people to groups unless the group instantly brought that person to mind as someone who find it, who would find it absolutely fabulous. They are also a tier one friend. I say happy birthday if I am on Facebook. Notice it's someone's birthday and think that if they saw that for me, they would think, oh, well, that's nice, and it would brighten their day. So otherwise he wouldn't unless he... It would brighten the day. Does well, it, it, does it creates happy, weird obligations. Yeah. So. Exactly. And this but is does a happy birthday about. really ever not brighten your day? Like, is there someone who, if you got a happy birthday from them, you'd yeah. be like, oh, no, but I think, I think I know what he's saying. Like, the yeah, effort means they? something. Yeah, how seriously. How, <laughs> he never talks to me, ever. Okay, we're yeah. Facebook friends. Now it's my birthday. Now it's my birthday. And all birthday. of a sudden, oh. he wants to, you know, <laughs> be a pin pal. Now Jeez. I see. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't like this. What's his angle? <laughs> yeah. What's he want? Is he thinking he can get some subway out of me? <laughs> Which I don't know why anyone would think that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys know anyone who's involved in any sort of online mafia or any sort of yes. zombie clan? I have a couple of Yes. I, I don't get it. I get those requests all the time. Yeah. And it's like I like I need another thing to distract me from doing things that like from doing productive things. Right. Be, be a zombie on Facebook. I don't really get what are they? I mean what what's the point? No no time, time wasters. Yeah. Who can waste yeah. the most time by biting other people on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially any group invitation sent to me. There is a ninety nine point nine percent chance I will reject it. Yeah. And any application request or quiz or anything like that sent to me, there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance I will reject it. Yeah. So. I, I would. Can I say that I'm only? I think I'm only a member. I may have inadvertently been a member of several groups, but I think the only one that I am. I've applied to be a member for is this guy at work was telling me about this awesome he was at a toy fair in New York and at the toy fair they had a little booth and at the booth was the world's tiniest horse named Thumbelina <laughs> yes yes I've heard this and so I had to see what Thumbelina was all about. And first he said his story was really creepy, but he said that he wanted to he, – he saw Thumbelina there at the toy fair, which the toy fair seems like a weird place to bring a live horse. <laughs> but he wanted to see if Thumbelina was real. So he put his face he, – he, he was like leaned in for a picture on Thumbelina, but he said he wanted to put his face as close as possible to see if he could hear his heartbeat. And it was real. But the mm. picture came out very creepy. Uh, but I became fascinated for about two weeks with Thumbelina and did some research. And there's actually a Thumbelina group on Facebook. But I think they're advocating to free Thumbelina. And I, I applied to join. They only have 13 members, but I'm still yet to hear. Mm. So, But I'll love to keep the podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. listeners abreast to that situation. Just, please do. You remember when we went to the state fair, Jesse? Uh, you know that I don't. I didn't, I don't think I went. I think it was you and Cameron. Was it just the two of us? Is that when you guys met I... Henry Winkler? Yeah, I thought you were there. <laughs> I, I did hear about it, but I wasn't there oh, that day. You know day. what, Alistair? It was Alistair and Cameron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe Thumbelina was there at that state fair. <laughs> Thumbelina makes the rounds. <laughs> yeah, and I I paid money. To see Thumbelina, not as small as I thought it would be. Yeah, well, another thing is I pictured like a normal portioned horse, but just very small, like a Barbie horse. 
but it's actually right. very oddly proportioned, mm. like yeah. tiny, tiny I legs. Was hoping, I was hoping for a horse that I could hold in the palm of my hand. <laughs> I, I actually made the comment that I hope I wished a spider monkey could ride it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be too big for a spider monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just an awkwardly sized horse. Yeah, so it's not so. as impressive as it sounds. Yeah, and a surprisingly small, uh, uh, surprisingly small um, influence on Facebook as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found one more from uh, Bareka, also from Connecticut. Uh, it says, "Hey, Chad, Roxy, Adam, Jesse. I hope you're having a great week. Thanks. Thanks. Hope you are too. Um, so far, so far, yeah. Hey, by the way, we record this on a Monday, so it's just the beginning." Uh, <laughs> Uh, it says, is, is one thing to say here, if you send a message on Facebook that warrants a response, uh, it's rude when they don't answer, but you oh, see no. that they've changed their status several times or oh. done other things. You could at least pretend that you haven't had time to sign back on yet. Uh, this is something I actually have had frustrations with several times. You can't play that off. We're keeping track of you on Facebook. I've been guilty of that before, have though. You? Yeah. you just lose track, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Okay, and then... To end feedback, we'll do our our weekly um, uh, chimpocalypse update. Wait, wait, wait! Do we have time? Because what? has anybody read the Hamlet Facebook thing? Hamlet Facebook yes. thing? No. Uh-uh. It's no. funny. Oh, oh, Hamlet is a Facebook. Feed? Yes. Have you have you read it? I've heard about, it, but I haven't. It's read so it. funny. I'm gonna read some of it. Okay. Because it it violates a lot of these rules we've set up. Hamlet thinks he saw a ghost. Hamlet thinks it's annoying when your uncle marries your mother right after your dad dies. <laughs> Jesse likes this. Yes. The, king thinks, the king thinks Hamlet's annoying. Laertes thinks Ophelia can do better. Hamlet's father is now a zombie. The king poked the queen. The queen poked the king back. Hamlet and the queen are no longer friends. <laughs> Marcellus is pretty sure something's rotten around here. Hamlet became a fan of daggers. Polonius <laughs> says Hamlet's crazy. Crazy in love. Rosencans, Gildenstein, or Hamlet are now friends. Hamlet wonders if he should continue to exist or not. <laughs> and it goes on. It's very funny. And it ends. Let's see. The Queen, the King, Laertes, and Hamlet are no longer online. They're now zombies. <laughs> And Denmark is now Norwegian. <laughs> Google it. It's funny. Really, there's a lot of uh, it. literary humor. It's funny. <laughs> it how is many, funny. How many people did we just lose? Um, <laughs> just you, Chad. I know. I'm the, well, no, I, you've I've never, never read really Hamlet. Educated. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, that's why I Whatever. host this thing. Yeah, that's Whatever. okay. Uh, <laughs> so, no, actually, what's funny, I got like the first four. I really actually remembered and understood those. The, Good. Then I kind of started to figure what? out. Yeah, I was pretty okay. into it. Then, I'll be honest, I just started thinking about X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but does Jesse, Wolverine what come you out do, this weekend? That's uh, what you do no matter what the topic is, though, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could have what's in my head, it's like thinking, it's just the Wolverine uh, beginnings trailer. <laughs> it's Hugh Jackman jumping out of a helicopter, claws flying in the air. How many times do you suppose they had to do that take, you know, where he jumps out of the tank with his arms out? Ah! 
no, no, no. Sorry, that wasn't sorry, good Hugh, enough. Lynn's cap was on. Let's yeah. try it again. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that wasn't quite. You so, weren't quite angry guys, enough. They're like, guys, guys, couldn't we CG this? No, no. We have to actually fling you at this moving helicopter. <laughs> just a couple more takes. <laughs> we just missed another opportunity on why we should make this a video podcast. I mm. wish you all could have seen Roxy do that. She had her arms spread wide and everything. It was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, okay, and then to uh, wrap up feedback, we did get another. Oh, we get them all the time, but I found this one. Uh, if it's true, a, a bit crazy for our Chimpocalypse update here. Uh, Diana Porsche from Houston, Texas, wrote in. Uh, I'm a longtime listener, first time emailer. That really sounds like a radio show thing that we just mm. did. That just felt official. Um, I was on my way to work with Starbucks in hand and listening to the podcast. A great way to start the morning laughing with you guys. Um, as I am going through an intersection, I see a truck stopped in the left turn lane waiting his turn. And what do I see? A baby monkey with a tiny diaper on. No. Yeah. The monkey, the monkey was, the monkey was sitting on his steering wheel and playing with the rear view mirror. Uh, so, so the driver was Clint Eastwood, I'm assuming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh man i was just i had just heard another reference about the chimpocalypse uh though this monkey was the kind like on friends and not a chimp and that is what i see oh. the world really is going to the monkeys uh thanks for the laughs great music and interviews thanks diana that's hilarious actually i thought that was funny so i thought i'd share that um i would like to see a baby monkey the, si- the signs are everywhere guys i know seriously no i've gotten um i i would say i get at least one or two YouTube links a week of these videos. <laughs> wow. I, I do get a lot of weird monkey emails, yeah. but I love them yeah. all. No, they're great. No, they're a great mark to my day. No, seriously, keep it coming because it's a public service more than anything. <laughs> yeah. so, someone sent me one of a monkey riding a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Was the monkey wearing chaps and a cowboy hat? Yeah, have you seen that? Aww. Yes. And that dog, it's like a greyhound. It is really cooking. <laughs> it's not like it's not like just like a like a, a golden retriever just kind of you know trotting around the yard. I mean, this is and the greyhound is clearly terrified, and I think the monkey is too. I think they have him tied on there. That's going to do it for feedback. And now, uh, editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. So several times throughout the podcast today, we've talked about weird job-related responsibilities, weird things that people have had to do at their jobs or you've had to do at your job. So what we want to hear is, what's the weirdest thing you've ever had to do with the job you've had? Mm-hmm. Um, or a friend you know, like uh, if it's secondhand, that's okay as well, as long as it's true. Mm-hmm. But of course, we don't know. So, um, But yeah, so send us uh, right into feedback at relevantmagazine.com. And in the title put weird job mm-hmm. so that it's easier for us to find. This is a new thing. I want to start my last two weeks doing this, but uh, in, in the subject line, put weird job and tell us the weirdest thing you've ever had to do at a job or someone you knew that weird thing they had to do. And we'll hopefully read them on the podcast next week. So I guess that's going to do it. Thanks again to Philip LaRue for coming by. You can check out his album, let the road pave itself from BEC and tooth and nail records. Um, what if we all took that attitude, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what if every What if every road paver took that attitude? <laughs> be driving around on dirt roads. So that's what we'd be doing, Philip Larue. <laughs> yeah, that's impossible, Philip Larue. 
Um, Someone's got to pave that road, <laughs> mister. You can also uh, visit him at www.philiplarue.com. Phillips with two L's, L-A-R-U-E.com. All right. So until next week, I'm Chad Pendleton. I'm Roxy. Weeman. I'm Adam Smith. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. And we'll see you guys next week. Have the root T2T fresh and fruity!